Welcome back, Gamecock fans. This is episode two of Cox by 90. We'll be having our Clemson Tater game preview. Oh, we're here. We're here. This is the game we've been waiting for. You count it on your little fingers 365 days a year. We wait. We wait for this moment. Last five years as a Gamecock fan, it's been it's been tough. It it there's no doubt about it. It's been one of the toughest stretches to just even digest as a Gamecock fan. These ass whippings that Clemson's been putting on us. And let's call it what it is. Hey, they have just straight up, ever since Deshaun Watson came out there with one ACL hobbling around, all the way up until last year where, heck, we gave them a game. You know, And if a game is getting beat by 21 points, that's kind of telling you where we're at with this rivalry right now. And it's frustrating. It is because as you look at our five-peat, Clemson has answered it right back with their own five-peat. And it hasn't even been close. Credit to Dabo Sweeney and company. The stability within the coaching staff is one thing. But the prospects, he's recruited well. They've developed their talent well. And overall, they're, they're just a better team, top to bottom. 11 on 11, 22 versus 22. They're better. It's simple as that. And they answered our five-peat with their own five-peat. That's what they had to do as a program, and they did it. You know, we're going to have to take a look at some of the matchups where we might have a chance to exploit them, but there's few and far between. I mean, don't misinterpret this in any way, but there is no reason that we should win this game Saturday. Not even close. The product that we're putting on the field and the product they're putting on the field – might as well be two different levels. If you go back, you're at your hometown, and you'll watch the team that plays on Thursday nights versus the team that plays on Friday nights. It's a JV, and it's a varsity. Your Gamecocks are playing on Thursday nights right now, and we're not even in the big leagues. Clemson is that far ahead of us. And it's tough. It's tough as a Gamecock fan to say that. It's tough as a diehard that lives, breathes, bleeds, garnet and black. But you just got to give kudos to Dabo and, and what he's built. And at the same time, I mentioned on the last podcast, everything does revert back to the mean. Yes, Clemson owns the series. We know that. You don't have to tell us. You're great historian buffs. We know that. But at the end of the day, and what I said before, I don't believe you can sit here and tell me that six, seven, eight straight Clemson wins, the Gamecocks aren't going to sprinkle one in there. And if this is the sprinkle, nah, maybe, maybe. We'll see. But, yeah, I want to look at some positional matchups. This is where we're going to have to win to even have a chance on Saturday. And it's going to start where we started our 5 Pete at, and that's the line of scrimmage. Clemson has transformed their line of scrimmage into an SEC talent. Offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, 
you can match up their five linemen against our five linemen, and they look like an SEC football team playing in the ACC. Clemson's got four senior starters along the offensive line. Me being a former offensive lineman, I can't tell you how important it is along the line of scrimmage to have some seniority at that position, the gel factor that makes it work. The offensive line is what's going to make your offense hum. At the end of the day, if Lawrence doesn't have time to throw the football and they're not opening up holes for ETN, then that's where we're going to start to see a little bit of an opportunity. I think our defensive linemen, especially in the interior with Ken Law, Kobe Smith's played well, getting Kier Thomas back, Sandage, Pickens. It's going to take one of those defensive line performances, albeit just like we had against Georgia earlier this year, where we're getting in Lawrence's face early knocking them on the ground. Let's get some grass stains on those little white leggings of the Clemson Tigers. I mean, heck, you got to knock the guy down, get in his head a little bit, try and rattle him. That guy doesn't get rattled. I saw him in the national championship game. Whoo. Whoo. Guy's got a cannon for an arm. He's going to be a number one overall pick. There's no doubt about that. But what I do know, along the line of scrimmage, their senior-laden offensive line, we're going to have to stunt. We're going to have to throw some new wrinkles in it. I've said it before. Muschamp's been calling the defense since the Kentucky game. We are going to have to dial up some blitzes. We're going to have to have pressure coming off the edge. And then you're also going to have to tackle in space. ETN is one of those running backs that can break the big play every single time he touches the ball. When their line is blocking extremely well and getting to the second level, and when I mean getting to the second level, it allows them to block the linebackers in space freely, that's where they break and bust off the long runs. Our linebackers are going to have to play sound football. Your defensive line has to eat those blockers up to allow the linebackers to make the plays in space. That's where you have your Ken Laws, your Kobe Smiths, your Sandages, your Pickens. They've got to eat those double-team blocks and not allow the guards to chip and ultimately get to the second level and let ETN spring long runs. You turn this thing around and look at our offensive line against their defensive line, our offensive line flat out has stunk up the building our last three games. There is no cookie-cutter way to make this thing look pretty. We've stunk. Simple as that. P-U-We. Stinky! But Muschamp has said that we're trying some new wrinkles in the five that we're going to put out there. And, you know, quite frankly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you put out there. You're going to have to play the game of your life. Simple as that. Our offensive line... R5 against their front four is what's got to be the difference in this game. When we're able to open holes and establish the run game early is where we've seen the most success. 
I'm going to keep going back to the Georgia game because the Georgia game is the only thing that gives me hope. We ran the ball up and down the field on their defense. And if you looked at their game that they played this past weekend against Texas A&M and how they've been playing recently, that defense is playing straight up lights out. We've got to find the magic that got us to where we were at to the fourth quarter of that game, which is pounding the football. Halinski's out. We're playing Dak Joyner at quarterback, still running, still moving the clock. You got to find a way to move their front four, move Xavier Thomas, move Niles Pinckney, move Tyler Davis. Don't let their linebackers run in space. If you let Isaiah Simmons have a field day, then this game won't even be close. They will be sending blitzers from all angles. Venables is one of the best, if not the best, defensive coordinator in the country. He's going to be blitzing you, and he's going to be blitzing you every single play. How we combat that is going to make the difference in the game, and it's going to start out the line of scrimmage. Our offensive line is going to have to move the needle. It's going to have to move the line of scrimmage. It's going to have to establish the run game early if we plan to have any chance in this game. Another matchup I'm going to be looking at, and this, folks, I'll tell you right off the rip, if Clemson's offense comes out there and our defensive backs are playing 10 yards off the ball, it's going to be a long day. I promise you that. There is no way we sit here and try and play a defense that keeps the ball in front of us without letting them put up 70 points. You're going to have to be aggressive. You're going to have to play man in your face style defense. And that's going to happen with J.C. Horn. That's going to happen with Izzy Mukwamu, Jamie Robinson, a Cox by 90 favorite. And then the safety play, I... Again, JT eBay, you're going to have to play aggressive. You're going to have to tackle well in space. Clemson can do exactly what Alabama did. They can hit us with a five-yard slant, and they can take it 70 yards. They can hit us over the top. They can hit us right up in the mouth. It's going to be a long day if we're playing 10 yards off the ball. I'm hoping, I'm praying I might not eat as much turkey so I can be a little bit more nimble in believing that we're going to play some man-to-man lockdown defense to have a chance to win this game. Their wide receivers, it's a five-star overload, and it starts with T. Higgins. Again, he will be a first-round draft pick next year. And Justin Ross, they're two studs. They will both be first-round draft picks. Clemson's done an excellent job of recruiting, promoting the wide receiver U brand, and they can do it. Simple as that. Their wide receivers are dominating in the NFL, and they've continued to load up the talent. This is not a two-man show. They've got Overton. They've got Powell. Ladson's a stud freshman. They have got wide receivers all across the board. How we match up with them, again, Jamie Robinson, he's going to tackle in space. That guy brings his lunch pail to work every single day. Is is he going to be able to play man-to-man coverage? Are we going to be able to keep him in front of us? Are we going to be able to tackle well in space? Is our safety not going to get beat over the top? Those are some of the questions I have. 
I'm going to need R.J. Roderick to lay the wood. Simple as that. You get someone like T. Higgins coming across the middle early, lay the wood. I'll take a personal foul as long as it's not targeting. Light them up early. You've got to let them know to be scared coming across the middle. That's something we've let them draw X's on your fingers. People have been running routes all over our defense. And it's ugly. It's ugly at times. We can't defend it. We can't stop it. And I'm praying that Muschamp and T-Rob are not going to be playing that prevent, try and keep the ball in front of you defense, or it'll be a run-wild party early and often Saturday. We've talked about the line of scrimmage. If we are able to play well up front on the defensive side of the football, I have faith in our linebacking core. Ernest Jones and TJ Brunson are two quality SEC linebackers. What we cannot allow is for ETN to break off the big runs. I've watched it. It's like a highlight reel that reoccurs over and over again. It's just different teams and different jersey numbers, but he runs wild on them. And that same thing can happen easily Saturday. He is somebody who's special. He's special in space. He catches the ball well out of the backfield. When he gets to the edge, it is going to be a long, long day if we can't meet him there. I like our linebackers. I believe they bring a different element. They're sound tacklers, something that Clemson doesn't see too often in the ACC. No jab at them. But I think Ernest Jones and T.J. Brunson are going to be two of the better linebackers that they've seen this year. How well they tackle in space, how well they prevent the big play. You'll hear it over and over again. You can't give up the big play. And they can beat you a lot of different ways, over the top, up the middle, to the outside. Again, this Clemson team is special. They're undefeated for a reason. They've won 26 straight. You don't win 26 straight by accident. You just don't. They're well coached. They're a fundamentally sound team. And it's going to take our best effort by a long shot if we're going to have a chance on Saturday. You know, I was going back to our last win in Williams-Brice Stadium against Taj Boyd, against a Clemson offense that had Sammy Watkins. They had talent across the board. We were just playing sound defensively, and we had a chess counter to every move that they made. you got to play fundamentally sound football, and you got to believe you have a chance. I went back into the archives and I dug up just a little bit of something that I think might give us a little momentum coming into this game. And it's a mindset piece. So sit back and enjoy this.
free time. You start jitter, get the jitters back there and throwing crazy balls. And if we can make him hold the football a bit, we felt like we had a chance to get to him. You know, that was the last win the Gamecocks had in the series this decade at Williams-Brice Stadium. Pressure, pressure, pressure. We are in Boyd's face. He didn't even have time to breathe back there. Clowny, Quarles were living, living behind the line of scrimmage. And that stadium was rocking that night. I'll tell you, it's going to take a special crowd, a special team, a special couple of turnover, game-changing type plays to win this game. And I think we can do it. I really do. And that's leading me up to my prediction. You look, again, throw out the record books. Throw out that they've won five straight. Throw out that we've won five straight in this decade. you got to believe that things revert back to the mean. And I am a sole believer that there is an opportunity this Saturday to put a bow on the 2019 season. And it's a big, fluffy, nice, red bow heading into the offseason. The Gamecocks are going to have to play the game of their life. I've said it probably 30 times, and I'll continue to say it. It's going to take a special performance, line of scrimmage, defensive backs, Wide receivers are going to have to catch the dang ball. And I think we do it. I'm taking off my garnet glasses and I'm putting on my garnet sunglasses on because it's a noon game and I'm calling the upset right now. Gamecocks 31, Clemson 28. Don't ask me how we get 31 points. I have no idea. All I know is that we pull out the victory. We knock Clemson from the undefeated ranks. We knock them out of the college football playoff. We knock the Dabo momentum. They are back on the Roy bus where they belong. And we start our new streak heading into 2020 with a little bit of momentum. I look forward to seeing everybody out there Saturday early. I'll be out there right when the tailgate opens, 8 a.m. I'll have everything cranked up, rocking and rolling. We always win the tailgate. This time we're going to win the game too. I appreciate y'all listening today. Excited about the future. Last game of the season, we'll be moving into basketball which I'm enjoying as Frank Martin and his team are starting to come together just a little bit, and I think we got a tournament chance. So thank you again. Follow me, Instagram, Cox underscore by underscore 90. Twitter, Cox underscore by underscore 90. And then keep enjoying those TikTok videos, Cox by 90. I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much turkey. Don't sleep on the game, Cox. And let's shake this place.